Hey everybody, Economic Ninja here. I hope you're doing well. I'm in like, I, I'm in gallery mode. So I got Andy. Oh, hey Andy, how you doing? <laughs> Good to see you, Trav. Thanks for having me back, buddy. Hey, I can't wait to talk about this. We've got some big news. So first off, Andy uh, Sheckman from Miles Franklin. You guys all know that a good friend of mine is a broker that works for him and his company. Great relationship. Me and Andy have become friends. And what I wanted to talk about was two things. Andy sent me a story the other day of Russia and China officially starting a reserve currency. And this will be very serious for the US dollar and the euro. The other thing I want to talk about first, though, is that you had a heck of a purchase come through for Silver Eagles. You want to talk about that real quick? Yeah, actually a lot bigger than just Silver Eagles. One of our outside reps, another guy that you know, Bill Holter, uh, called me a few weeks ago on a Friday morning and said, we're going to have a $50 million order. And I, you know, if you've been doing this long enough, you know that they never happen. Things like that never happen. Uh, we, we've done accumulatively almost, well, just almost exactly 7 billion in transactions in 33 years. And the biggest single order I've ever done personally was $9 million. We did a swap that totaled $16 million where people traded uh, some gold to numismatics and some gold to silver and yep. both sides, but you don't see $50 million trades. And so Bill is a very straight shooter. One of the, the, the most honest straight shooting people I've ever met. Even still, I had greater doubts than I had. I, I didn't doubt his sincerity. I had just doubts that it would ever materialize. So he texts me over the weekend and says she's going to go to the bank Monday morning. Uh, Monday comes along. At the end of the day, I text him and I say, Bill, just so you know, we didn't get a wire. He calls me back. And after speaking with the client says, well, she went to the bank was told that she has to go to the main branch, which is like a three-hour drive in another state. She's going tomorrow. Okay, cool. Still really don't believe anything. So Tuesday comes along and we get no wire at all. And um, I call Bill and I tell him this and he says to me, she went to the bank. They had her in a room for over three hours trying to convince her not to do it. She's staying, she's staying at her sister's house nearby and she will um, be going back tomorrow. They told her they can't release the money unless the branch manager is there. The next day, and again, what I'm getting at before I finish the story is that her main thrust, aside from telling the world that big money is entering space amen is that you cannot get your money out of the banks easily and she was literally for for three straight days could not access her funds um and she started to threaten against lawsuits and bringing in the regulators and the authorities and wednesday morning uh we get a call from the bank now uh, my ears perk up i'm like wow maybe this is real and they asked us a very strange question. They said, Do you, does your company have the ability to make good on a trade like this? Which is weird coming from a bank. So it's not none of their business what the person is doing with her money, whether it's 5,000 or 50 million, it belongs to her. You're right, it's none of That's their business. That's none of her business. Anyways, towards the end of the day, I get a call from my operations saying, we got a wire for $50 million. Now Travis, I never sent the client they also, when the bank called, they also wanted to validate and verify our, our wire instructions. I never sent the client a promissory email or, uh, uh, or a sample invoice or any type of a proposal. Just wired us $50 million. Wow. 
for the next two days, I called, well, we had 90,000 Silver Eagles. We are U.S. Mint authorized reseller. We had 90,000 of them, largely because we haven't been selling them because the premiums are so high. Yep. And, um, but we, we, we obviously sold all those. And then I called, I've been doing this for 33 years, and I know a lot of people, people that I want to work with and I want to give the volume to. I called every one of them, and I said, I'll take everything you have. And um, every, every one of them said the same thing was kind of funny. They said, you have the money. Yeah. And when I told everyone the story, these are people that have been doing this longer than I have 40 and 50 years. And their comment to me is I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. My banker at old national bank in Minnesota said, I've never seen a wire this big. And, uh, within two days, uh, I sold 930,000 silver Eagles with allocations into August from several of several dealers. In other words, their promised allocations in July and then in August, and I took those allocations. The rest of the money, totaling $27 million, was in junk silver, uh, pre-65 dimes and quarters, Morgan and Peace circulated dollars, and then the silver eagles. $23 million went into all-American gold, and uh, in two days, the order was filled. Um, all the distributors were paid. And other than the allocations, which we haven't received yet, that which will come next month, uh, the order has been filled and delivered to depositories around North America. First off, I want to say congratulations to you and Bill. Love Bill. Uh, what an awesome sale. Um, yeah. I want to share something with everybody because I've been talking about, I believe that we're going to see some continued weakness in gold and silver because of a strengthening dollar because our stock market's collapsing, right? Just like 2008. But with that being said, you shared this and this person is an elitist. I want people to understand that. You don't have, you are in the 1% if you have that much money, but that's not it. This person wanted to make a point and tell the world that big money is about to move in. And it sounds like this person is planning on uh, layering in possible more purchases, correct? That's correct. We were told that anywhere between 300 million and a billion dollars within the next six months. And she didn't have any problem with me saying that um, at all. Thank so, you to whoever you are for having the guts to do that. I, I, I don't know what to think. You know, like I said, um, I thought the $50 million deal was never going to happen. And it did. And uh, again, this is in no way doubting Bill's sincerity. He believed oh. it to be true from moment one. I've just been around the block so long that, you know, it's, it's happened 5,000 times where you get these kind of, these kind of, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to do this and it never happens. So anyway, she says within the next six months, uh, a massive estate uh, is settling and her inheritance will be many times what she's talking about spending. Uh, very wealthy family, and she wants to put between 300 million and a billion into silver and gold within the next six months. So uh, that's we'll incredible. See. So, you know, that's actually along the lines of what I'm gonna speak at the Silver Symposium in a month is uh, uh, it, uh, what I am expecting to see bigger money moving in because people are starting to wake up to the fact that inflation's rearing its ugly head. <laughs> it ain't going away because the Fed ain't gonna do enough about it. But also now let's transition to this next story um, about China and Russia, because this is absolutely massive and coming in a 50 year cycle to when Nixon took us off the gold standard, when uh, Saudi Arabia inked that original deal, then they walked away and went to Russia. This is a dollar killer in my opinion. What do you think? I, it's everything I've been talking about for since September of 2021. You sent me the article. I'll never forget it. And like that, the light went off in my head. You sent me the article the day that it happened in September, the day we left Afghanistan uh, in a very unharmonious and embarrassing way. And when I asked people, 
what makes the dollar world reserve? 99% have no clue. But the answer is has been since 1974, because Nixon closed the gold window, yeah. rendering it no longer backed by gold. That was the what made it the world reserve currency. But when we when Kissinger inked the deal with Saudi Arabia for joint military cooperation, in essence, we will protect the Saudi kingdom for the privilege of having oil that is sold through OPEC denominated globally in dollars. And for the last 50 years, every country on the planet has had to own dollars to buy oil. Yep. The fact that Saudi Arabia signed a, a military cooperation agreement with Russia, the next day Nigeria did it, the two biggest OPEC producing countries, Subsequently, we've seen Nigeria agree to sell their oil to China for yuan. We've seen uh, Saudi Arabia um, uh, uh, in, in talks, and they're more or less selling their oil to China for yuan. By the way, those yuan payments are in a bond denominated, uh, a Chinese yuan denominated petrol bond that is immediately convertible into gold on the Shanghai Gold Exchange. You want to talk about Iran getting around sanctions? Sell your oil to China for a bond denominated in yuan converted into gold. And who just joined the BRICS nations? Oh, that's right. Iran did too. So when you talk about how big this is, I would I would propose, um, Trav, that when you look at an economy that's been blown to sky high proportions because of low interest rates and uh, or asset prices that have been blown to sky high valuations because of low interest rates and easy money, they talk about a great reset. How does it happen? It's in the fragility of this decision. If OPEC leaves, or excuse me, if Saudi Arabia leaves and joins the BRICS, like it appears they're going to. Yeah. And you have China and Russia coalescing to make a new currency as a world reserve currency. If Saudi Arabia were to say, you know, it's been a nice run, but we're being protected in essence by China and Russia. Now we've decided to join the BRICS nations. We're going to open up oil purchases to other currencies, to gold, to the yuan, to the rupee, to the ruble, like that, bang. All yeah. those dollars come flooding home. And when those dollars come flooding home, it does the dirty work for the Federal Reserve for them. It pushes interest rates to the moon. And then you have stocks, bonds, and real estate that, that are inversely correlated to that. I think this is the central biggest thing because the Federal Reserve will not get tough on inflation. They won't. Nope. They won't be the ones that ended the American dream. I, I think this is the most important thing that we've seen maybe in all of our lifetimes who have lived above all of our, perhaps above our standards that we are entitled to, maybe because of the good graces of our foreign creditors and the petrodollar reserve status, both of which seem to be disappearing. Let me jump in there because uh, I don't know if you know this, but Saudi Arabia, I believe they've already made it happen because they made an announcement last month that they are considering uh, right. uh, joining the BRICS nations. And to me, that is your shot across the bow. That's the softening announcement. It's happening. I believe it's gonna come in 30 days or less. Um, with that being said, you brought up the Chinese uh, yuan uh, gold denominated bond. I love that because this is essentially what I believe is going to happen between Russia and China. They come up with a new currency, whatever they want to name it, right? They back it with, I believe they're going to see before January, they're going to announce we're going to back it in gold. Why do I think that? China and uh, Russia have been aggressively buying gold for well over a decade. So now what do you think about that scenario? And if that happens and they come because it's literally now North America, including Canada and the euro right? Failing economies against everybody else. How do you think that's going to play out? First of all, that everybody else represents nearly 80 to 85% of human population. Secondly, um, you're right, China, Russia, India, South Africa, you're talking the biggest producers and accumulators of gold in the world. 
it, there's no coincidence that gold was reclassified a tier one reserve asset, the only other one next to US dollars in 2019. And if you look at the European countries that are also massively accumulating gold, Turkey, Czech Republic, Poland, Hungary, these are all the countries that are part of the Euro, but all trade in their own currency. They could very easily say, we're gonna join the BRICS nations too. Thanks, it's been a good run. The Chinese digital yuan has done over 12 billion in successful transactions in the last year. What better test run could you have? And instead of, I mean, you, you have the perfect, perfect reason to come and issue a, a central bank digital currency, peg to gold and use the distributed ledger technology to show the veracity of that gold that all of the nations have pledged their gold to. I think it is 100% gonna happen. I've been saying this for over a year too. I think there's no question in my mind that before the music stops, they will the, the BRICS nations will all coalesce and issue a gold-backed currency on the back of the success of the digital yuan, and it, it is the beginning of the end very quickly for the U.S. dollar, certainly as the singular world reserve currency. And that's another thing that you alerted me to. What did Fed Chairman Powell say? Well, geez, I think there's probably room for more than one world reserve currency. So you've that's been on the, this. That's for, him telling for, you uh, it's coming. Yes. <laughs> Well, You've hey. been on this forever, and so have I. And I'll tell you what, Travis, it is the key to everything. The Federal Reserve is just a sideshow. This okay. is where it's all at. No, I completely agree. And with that being said, I, I believe truly, uh, I expect fireworks in the metals markets here pretty soon, regardless of price. I want people to understand that. Stop looking at the daily fluctuation of price. Look at geopolitical threats and events. We're literally, price-wise, we're just where we were in 2008, right before Lehman collapsed. I believe there's billionaires and multi-multi-multi-millionaires watching this. And so if you guys are looking at... Uh, uh, moving into gold, physical gold, physical silver, or even vaulting. My, uh, my partner, which is works for Andy, a broker at uh, Miles Franklin can handle that. And I, I believe that we're going to see more stories like that, more uh, emboldened wealthy people coming out and going, I see what's going on. Let's do it. And you want to talk about moving the needle. What do you think, Andy, if we see some more trades like this happening? There's no question. And I, I think there's something else that could really move the needle, Trav. And that is the fact that in the history of the COMEX market, in the history of it, there has never been right now as small of a short position by the commercial banks ever. Yeah. And if you go back to the day that the nickel market failed, yep. they have, and gold and silver have fallen, call it 40% since that day. Yep. Since that day, uh, Ted Butler, someone who I follow a lot in this industry, believes that the commercial banks were given a wake up call yep. because the, the nickel short was tiny compared to the gold and silver position. And when the nickel market uh, failure almost blew up the 140 year history of the LME. He believes that they were given a wake up call. Since that day, they have bought back more copper, platinum, gold, and silver contracts in, than in history ever. Since that day, they have whittled down their short position to the smallest it's ever been in the history of the COMEX market. These are the ones that are always short. They are effectively net long right now. And what does that mean? That means that the managed money have been flipped. The managed money is record short, the hedge funds. And you know the, the reason this always rinse, washes, and repeats is that this is what happens. And then the managed money, uh, when the price starts to rise, the commercial banks come in and short the rising market. You have to have the deepest of pockets to short a market that's rising. Think GameStop and AMC. It was falling. You short it, it keeps falling. Yep. If you have really deep pockets, you can overwhelm a rising market with shorts. Well, they're in position right now to do the ultimate uh, double cross. And as the price starts to rise, 
not short it, maybe even add to their longs, they will blow up the hedge funds and the price will go to levels that you could not imagine. So I don't know that this is going to happen. But what I will simply say that is significant is that in the history of the market, there has never been a smaller short position by the by the cartel that has held the, the, the lid on the price of gold and silver for decades. So something to be optimistic about potentially. I mean, look at the look on my face. I can't stop grinning because I can see what's going on behind the, the scenes. I, I am so excited. And with that being said, we'll close on this. You and I are going to be hanging out uh, at Rick Rule's event. And Rick was famously uh, quoted as saying on one of my interviews, that he was wrong when uh, Wall Street Silver came on the scene and they were doing all their stuff with silver and making silver awareness. He thought they were going to get smashed by the COMEX because the COMEX was just going to change the rules. And he said, I literally was wrong. I thought they were like the Hunt brothers, but those guys were three dudes with the leverage. So Wall Street Silver was a million people with cash and they drained the Ottawa vaults. And I think what you're saying right now is going to come to a reality because silver bugs are waking up. And I think the the poor people and the wealthy people are going to start pouncing in and we're going to put, it's going to put quite a squeeze on the banks. Well, I think what's really also happening is that most of the wealthy people defer their wealth to a management service. Yep. Management services, most of which believe the road to retirement is only paved with stock certificates and mutual funds. Most of these people's accounts are down 20, 30, 40%, and they're they're freaking out. So yep. they're taking a little bit of accountability, this woman did, a little bit of accountability and acting on their own accord. And I think when you see, if you see, like you were saying, the stock market melting down, at some point, people are going to be like, you know, where's there to go? And it's really not hard to see what value you get in gold and silver right now and you don't have to be an economist or a gold bug to see it this lady is just the tip of the iceberg and i do believe this is why travis and i'll let you run i know you yeah. get, we got to go here but this is why i've said for so long the market will be identified by uh the inability to source product if this woman would not have only wanted american coins she would have blown up my entire inventory which we have a 50 million dollar inventory would have been gone yep like that so, yep. but she wanted only silver eagles and only U.S. gold coins. So I was able to sell all the U.S. coins that I have and then call everyone just for their U.S. coins and take yep. allocations out a month. But one person would have blown up my inventory. So say you get five people like that, they'll blow out the entire inventory of all the online companies in one day. Yep. That's how fragile it is. And when you realize inflation is a global event all throughout Europe and most of the mints are on the other side of the Atlantic, yeah, this is real. And I think ultimately, I think ultimately it's going to define the market, rising prices and the inability to source product because it's going to happen very quickly. And yeah. all of the people on Wall Street Silver, they've been buying little bits and little bits and that adds up quickly. But you get one whale like this who comes in and she'll take everything like that. And that's... Thing. I believe we're going to see more whales in the future, Andy. And I'm going to be honest with you. I think that uh, there are going to be a lot of whales waking up to just this video alone. And my broker friend's about to get real busy for you. <laughs> it's going to be exciting. Uh, I appreciate that. And I can't wait to uh, to hang out with you this week. I wish you safe travels. It's always good to see you even on the other end of a computer screen. And uh, I look forward to seeing you in person here in a couple of days. Hey, this is going to be awesome. Guys, go ahead and take a look at the link below. I'm going to put a link to my uh, friend that works with Andy. Totally trust her implicitly. And also, I have links to the Silver Symposium that I'm going to be attending at the end of the month. Hopefully, you may be able to show, you may show up. You don't know yet, right? Possibly. No, I'm, I'm, oh, the Silver Symposium. 
Yeah, unfortunately, I can't go to the Silver okay. Symposium because my daughter, we have to bring my daughter to college. And uh, that's more important. I think, I think that's a little bit more important. I really wanted to go. In fact, I was signed up. I noticed I'm still on the banner. I told them I really wanted to go, but it's going to be impossible. We have to go to the University of Wisconsin on, on over that same set of dates. That's uh, all right. You're going to do other places in the country with me. It's going to be a blast this year. <laughs> Sounds good, buddy. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on today. It's always, it's always a pleasure, Travis. Absolutely. Guys, take a look at the links below. Thanks for watching. You guys are all awesome. See you, Andy. The Economic, the Economic Ninja. Ninja is out. Yeah, from me.